everyone. Welcome to the Hunk Papa podcast. Welcome to episode two. Who would have thought we made it? We would make it this far. Unbelievable. Miraculous. Unbelievable. So, uh, uh, who have we got on today, Weston? Today we've got Andy Coles. Andy Coles is a sound engineer who's awesome. He did our first ever show and has been doing all of it since. Um, he's got a really good story. He's been traveling about, loved sound engineering, and he's just gone from strength to strength. So, any sound engineers out there, listen up. You'll learn a lot from this one. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode two of the Hunk Papa podcast. We're here with Andy Coles, one of the grooviest live sound engineers we've ever come across. In fact, he did our first ever show. So, Andy, you hail from England, England. as we can tell in your accent, slightly, uh, slightly. A travelled man, shall we say? So let's yeah let's make a start. So where where are we from? We're from Kent. Born in Kent, right? In England, um, and I lived in um, Kent for a while. I guess before you can remember, I guess I don't really remember much of it. Mm. <laughs> you drunk at the time? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and in Kent, when did uh when did the musical journey start? When did the musical? Or did uh, it? My, did my, it start? My family's always been quite musical, so like I don't know. I had grandparents that were playing piano, and you know, there was guitars knocking around and all that fun stuff. Uh, I don't know. Always playing at Christmas and all that fun. I don't know. <laughs> ukulele, short ukulele, doing covers. Uh, yeah, my mum has a ukulele. <laughs> rip, rip tied and rip tied. By actually, Bastion. my my mum has a flying V ukulele. <laughs> She's what? Athlete. She's more rock than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Flying V, you And it's white as well, it's brilliant. So Mrs. Cole's then, what's the crack of her? Is she <laughs> in the music then? Is that where you get her from? Or? I guess so, yeah. Everyone in my family sort of played a little bit, but not really like uh, to any level. But, so yeah. what was the school run? What, what did the parents have playing in the school run? Oh God, I don't know. Slayer? <laughs> Angel, Angel of Death, that makes sense. Like, that that would explain a lot. <laughs> Angel of Death, bye honey! <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. It was very weird. It was very like all eighties. I don't know, Nick Kershaw or something mad. <laughs> yeah. Ken Barnes. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Hornsby. The card, the tapes in the car. Wow. Yeah. That's how old I am. Tapes in the car. Tapes in the car. Yeah. Good band name though. That is a good band name. A good four band Fridays band name. Tapes, tapes in the car. Tapes. But here, so right, so born in Kent. Mm-hmm. You started off playing county youth back. Well, I moved to Portsmouth, uh, uh-huh. and I kind of grew up there. I went to school there and did all that kind of caravan. But uh, yeah, I started playing playing brass instruments. So I have a training in that. I did grade seven and all that. And the trumpet? Uh, tuba. The tuba? Oh. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> Isn't that what you play? This Sorry to offend anyone. Isn't that what you play or that in that family guy episode? With me? The fat people walking. Fat walking yeah. That's the cliche. Yes, that's the cliche. <laughs> Sorry if any offense was taken by the fat community. <laughs> but no, I, I played in a county brass band, so yeah, it was pretty full on. It was run I by played county. Raiders of the Lost Ark theme sheet. There was some of that, yeah, but the, the, the brass band was very serious. It was all brass, it was all like um, uh, Salvation Army music. It was very... Do you know do you know Dennis Rollins? Mm, no, he's a Jamaican trombone player. He's fucking cool. <laughs> he's cool. He's a cool. He's a cool cat. Oh, oh he's a cool cat. 
I'll, I'll play some actually on the way down the rehearsals there. No doubt, you're taking a big There's a massive one sticking out of the bell of the trombone oh, constantly. Go. That's well, no, that's obviously not what happens. Do you know how big, you know how wide the bell of a trombone is? What? You know how wide the bell oh, of a trombone yeah, is? Yeah. It's not stereotypical. It's in there. It is in the Rastafarian religion. Religion. No, it's literally in the religion. Yeah. The Rastafarian, yeah. like, that is, that is, highly, highly Selassie and, and. Smoking the herb? Smoke, yeah. Sorry, but a six-inch trumpet bell. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, at that point we like because you're obviously you're like you're nuts now in terms of like your music is in. I can't wait to see you play. You're saying you're you're playing bass now for a band Hornets. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that. Uh, no doubt you're going to go absolutely berserk on stage. <laughs> I think it's kind of <laughs> yeah. We, you as a person as well, you're you're just. Um, I have a bass app that has potentially going to have three cabs attached yeah, to it. So. There we go. That's Andy Cools. <laughs> Andy Crazy Andy Cools. Uh, but so whenever you're doing brass, I'd love to know like the thoughts that were going through your head. Were you like, I love this. I want to be slamming yeah, bass. I think I did. I think I did. I think I loved playing that when I was that age. Like, I spent my entire teenage life getting up on Saturday morning and going halfway across the county to play and like with a lot of people in a brass band. It was insane. <laughs> I mean, that's but I, like really good boy stuff. I know, right? right? That's, like, that's like literally banned. That happened. What did happen? What was the point when Satan came into your life? I was banned camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll came in and then I enjoyed it. Not literally, but into my life I did. Yeah, so you went from was... like, you've been listening to John Williams yeah. and then you all of a heard something heard like, Iron Maiden or something. Mm-hmm. What was the point? What was that point where? Unfortunately, it was Metallica. God damn. Do you remember? I hate where? Lars Ulrich now. Do you? He's not a very likable guy, is he? He's he's funny. He's all right. Um, all the tweet Lars. Let's tweet him. God, 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 tweet. Say no. something. God, say something to say Lars. Something Let's imagine Lars actually is going to watch this. Go and say something. <laughs> Say something large. You told me how to play drums, so thank you. Dot dot dot. Let me do sign for you, please. Hashtag do it. <laughs> I used to get. We had two drum kits at school. And I used to get them, put and put them together, and make a mega kit with two kicks. Oh yeah. Six times. Oh yeah. Best time ever. <laughs> so he genuinely inspired in the drums. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, he did. Right. Okay. So then, why do you not like him? Do you just think he's a douche or? Yeah, well, that whole Napster thing was terrible. Oh, yeah. mm. Like that was a great way to share music. I think. Uh, world missed out on that one yeah <laughs> and they're still catching up so you <laughs> can get into the green sorry you can get into the green what are you going so naps you little twat I saw, I saw it and I was like I like the premise of that but I saw Russell Brand doing it and I just I can't do Russell Brand I just can't do him do you have a message for Russell Brand just like uh, he's just one of these people that like doesn't really have a point but they'll disguise it in like all these, all this like artic- all these articulate words and things, and there's just no substance. It's just like <laughs> bullshit trying to be trendy out from London, mate. But anyway, not for Russell Brand. Oh yeah, episode two, we've offended. Yeah, yeah get the offence train. Who else will we offend? Any minorities? <laughs> Any career ruining statements we can get out? <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to find out. That, I find that really interesting. I want to find out the moment from when you went band camp. Into rock, rock camp. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, I played guitar. Um, so the couple of people in the band that I played in the brass stuff, uh, we played guitars and bass and drums. So we had fun doing that. 
That's where I learned how to record as well. Like I, I used to have mini disc players and a recorder. So I'd have like drums set up with some mics or something and then record a drum take onto a mini disc. And then take that mini disc out and put it into a player, play it into a mixer and play bass with it and record that and then take that one out and put it in there. That's record, slightly genius. Layer up stuff like oh, really? mini disc. And did you, because we know you primarily as a sound engineer, mm-hmm. um, like, was there ever a, do you kind of fall in love with more one more than the other, or did you just kind of always just do playing bands and you just did sound as well and just kind of, yeah, I think I just and now you just continue to do both? I, I went to uni in Leicester, so after living in Portsmouth for ages and doing all that kind of music stuff, I moved to Leicester for uni. What did you study? I studied, I studied product design. No way. Oh. Yeah. I have a degree in product and furniture design. <laughs> so that's completely different again, I don't know. Sure, I never ended up liking anything I studied. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame in a way, I guess, because it's a, it is a lot of shame. money I've wasted. I don't think anyone, like, I've met, I've met like very few people that can look me in the eye and say, I love what I'm studying. Like, yeah, you know, like, I, you know, I think you always end up studying things that you don't uh, maybe feel like you need to know or want to know or not yeah. necessary to your particular I hated it I remember going uh, school and saying I hate this and they'd say open up your textbook and I'd be like no I don't want to do that I hate doing that do you why don't you ever do your homework Wes and it's like I, I hate doing my homework it's so it's unbelievably boring doing homework it's like if you tried it you just sit for an hour certain parts of it yeah answering questions that you don't care about so you're going to be shattered I was like that's bullshit I have no interest but no sorry sorry to the teachers as well I'm ruined your life <laughs> And you ruined my anyway. Some of it is, and I, I found that really tedious. So. Yeah. But I never ever studied you... music like or music technology, so I still love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So you never studied? Did you play at university? Did you get up with any friends? Or... Yeah, I had a few bands, so you know, did that, and then um, that was when I started working in venues. Like I, that's when I uh, there was a venue called the Shed in Leicester. I used to work in there. The guy that owned the PA. Got me in and threw me in the deep end and yeah. told me to go did for it. Did you turn up, lock the door, or did you know this guy? Or I kind of knew him. Um, his name was Ollie. Uh, he was a good guy, uh, and he literally let me loose. And I was this mo- like I played in front of a lot of people, like when I was a kid, like in the brass band stuff. We played in the Albert Hall to like six, like f- packed out Albert Hall, Seriously, like huh? six thousand people. I had no problem in playing in front of people. Yeah, but yeah. See, when I was behind the, the mics on the other end, I was shitting myself yeah, <laughs> the yeah. first time. And a big weight on your shoulders there, like. Ah, you're like, oh my god, if I'm going to mess this up for a band. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay, because you've got reverb. Yeah, right. There's <laughs> reverb everything. I'm pretty... You can polish a turd. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can roll it in glitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you love a wee echo delay and loud vocals, I noticed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good, though. I remember, th- I did, I remember uh, doing a show with you and uh, playing up with a song. It was very funny, the echo. Hearing it back, it just threw me, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit much. So the shed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the shed then is where you kind of, that's, you were thrown in the deep end. The stomping yeah. ground. Cut the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And did you get obsessed with it there? Is that where you kind of like, oh I got God. into recording again. So I found a little loophole where I could, um, Again on Minidisc, because I was Minidisc king back then. Yeah. Minidisc was the best format in the world. <laughs> it kind of was, it was awesome. Uh, it was kind of CD quality, but anyway, whatever. Um, I, could, I could record in a venue, so it was the first time I was 
I, I don't know, it was, I could take a small box into a venue and record a whole band set. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you do for us, like, in yeah, really I good, do like, it all the time. Like, it's part of my show now. Like, when I'm doing sound, I'll yeah. record the show. But, but for do us, you, sorry, do you, do, you, do you go back over it and, and as, as if, like, as if, like, a like a practice, like, you go back and do what, what would I, would yeah, I change anything here, there? Like, and you can single out stuff and find a problem that maybe you didn't, hadn't realized at the gig. Or That's really cool. But I was, I was going to say, even for us, you know, whenever we play with family, you'd email us the, the live track, and I'd recommend this to any band. Um, you know, whenever you're playing live, you know, when it's a loud room and everything's loud, and there's a bit of a crowd, you can't really identify what's off and what doesn't sound that great. Mm-hmm. But whenever you send us what you've recorded, mm-hmm. it's not that you haven't recorded it well, it's just we play like shit in certain aspects, like harmonies a bit off or whatever. But it only takes, you only find that out whenever you listen to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, we need to do this better. <laughs> yeah, so right. I think that was valuable for us anyway, you doing that. That's kind of the loophole that I found when I was in the shed, like, and I got a bit cheeky as well. Like, I was a bit cheeky back in the day. <laughs> Basically, I, I would record a band set during soundcheck, and then when they were packing up for the next band to come and soundcheck, I would play it back through the PA, yeah, yeah. and they'd be packing up with their gear, and they'd be all, that's us. Yeah, yeah. We haven't recorded this song yet. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they would yeah, come yeah. up and I would be like, my shop is open. <laughs> so if you'd like a recording, it's uh, an extra £10. I can send it. I'll just mail it directly to you. Oh, absolutely. I did two, three, four hundred like, recordings of bands and sent them the CD afterwards. Like, and I got a tenner for everyone. And I was the, the reason I was cheeky was like, well, you could put it on a live EP or something. Or, I don't know, you could release it. Or, or maybe you could just see where you went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which is but no, I, I was doing this for I did this for I went to photograph I had I did message four bands for a, for a voodoo night like offering them dirt cheap photography like I was like there's no way all of them are not going to say yes to this mm-hmm. and like only one band said yes I was like that is all but I went and I was out of principle I was there I was like I'm not going to take photos of these but I thought right I'll take the photos and then slap a massive like my face on it but then just so they can see it and go look if you want the rest of them It'll be thirty quid. But then it's I think that's something as soon when it's something's in front of someone, they'll they'll buy it. But it's like trying to get them to buy it before they've even seen it. Yeah. But it, well, that was tricky, yeah. I don't know. But even like going on a photography there, it's like for bands, it's such a crucial thing. It's like you have to tick that box as well. Like if you have a show, all these different things, it's like that's yeah. what we're learning. It's like, you know, make sure you've got your show recorded so you get even if the even if you can't put it out, you're still gonna learn from it. Yeah. It's like we've developed so many songs through that, through simply Andy's recordings and stuff. And we've you know, looked at photography and stuff and <coughs> tried to get live videos. There's so much you can do off a live show that develops you mm-hmm. and, and helps everything. There's a lot of help there as well. Like People are, are willing to do it. You yeah. know, I mean, you do get some grumpy engineers that don't do it, but yeah. you know, whatever. It's fine. We I'm a grumpy engineer too, so on certain days. Not all the bad days, like it's like, yeah. <laughs> you do so many. Um, so yeah, the shed then. You were with that dude, Ollie. Like, how, how long were you there for? A uh, couple of years. I think I, I used to work there on and off, but uh, he, he basically let me at, at everything. And I, I literally broke all the subs in the venue. Like, <laughs> just destroyed them one night, and he came in and was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but then he wasn't mad. He he just he kind of taught me how to fix them. Like we reconned all of them. Oh seriously? And then cuts like like that. It was crazy, but. Uh, Kind of ripped them off. How did you do it? Did you just? Oh, well, you buy these reconing kits, and like you can literally build the cones back. Yeah, it was fascinating. And did you did you come across any like what sort of artists were coming through the shed? Were you were you exposed to 
do you sound for some quite big touring bands or? Yeah, there were a few, a few bands. I, I, I did sound for the Subways before they were famous. Been like, but they were kind of just breaking. It was just before. Uh, oh, I can't remember who actually exposed them. It was um, a man from Oasis, I think, wasn't it? Who got them? But anyway, they, they played in the shed, and it was a small gig, like the two hundred cap room. Yeah, is the shed still? Mm. It's still it's two hundred cap. Ah, uh, it's a small, small place. Nice, we'll have to head up there. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. We'll we yeah. name drop you in the subject. <laughs> I think the owner's still the same guy. Seriously. Same Kev, yeah. <laughs> we'll absolutely look at that, yeah. Leicester City. Oh yeah. It's, it's off the touring circuit. Weirdly, I think anyway. Yeah. It's not on the the main touring circuit. So you you were at the shed and then what was next? Like you, well, you say I want to shoot. There was another venue in Leicester, so uh, uh, there was a place called Sumo, which was kind of a basement bar uh, and it didn't really have much of a PA in so I actually installed a PA in there with some people and right. um, we did a lot more shows we did you know uh, the only one I can really remember off the top of my head is Jack Pinata <laughs> it's just terrible as well but like, there was a, it was definitely a step up from the shed size wise and gig wise and then I don't know I worked a lot of festivals and then I found a, a band called Maybe She Will who you may have heard of they were instrumental from England, uh, and they were huge on Spotify. I think it was. Seriously? Yeah, they had like that, like million listeners or something. Seriously? I haven't heard of them, but I haven't really heard of any bands. I like listening to such crap. Not crap. <laughs> like Avril Lavigne, I must not like her. I genuinely listen to a lot of her. Right Guilty now. pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> but that's great. So like, <clears throat> I kind of see this as like in the music world, it kind of seems to be there's like a domino effect. Like you meet one person, they open doors to you. Kind of, yeah. And if you're not an asshole, they'll open more doors. And if you're good, they'll open more doors. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the case with you. It's like you just, you're also good crack, which helps. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, try, try, try not to be too serious. <laughs> yeah. But you are, whenever you're doing your, your thing, you are serious as fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's like. I suppose so, yeah. Whenever you're loading in, sound checking, it's like you're ultra, in my opinion, pro. Like yeah. sometimes scary. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like Andy, am I allowed more reverb in my vocal, please? No. <laughs> Stop masking your shit voice in reverb, Weston. Get a vocal coach. <laughs> so, so maybe she will. What did you? What was your in with them, and then what did you? What did you do with them or for them? So they were friends of mine in um, in Leicester. All good guys. Uh, they had a really cool band with no vocals, which was interesting for me. And very easy to do sound for. <laughs> you lose that vocal, everything goes up in volume. <laughs> but yeah, they were fun. They used to play to the click track, so they had track playing and I don't was know. That was that an airborne? No, they were, uh, the, the drummer had uh, the click playing in his ear and that was it. They all played to him. So yeah. It was, yeah. Would, um, when would that have been, roughly? Oh my God. Because I'm asking because of the in ear mod. Uh, like, how new is that? Is that quite new or? No, it's been around for a while. It's been around for a while, yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I think it's just easier, more accessible for people now. Yeah. Apart from you guys do it, don't, don't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't got any money. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, have you, money. Have, money. You, have you an in-air setup now? I, th I think you were telling me you did. I have some, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I use a wired system now, which is great fun. Andy, do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any wireless guitar packs we could have for, just one for Johnny? I don't. Oh, we can't. I oh, know this won't be going out for me. I don't. You don't. We'll just need to get that. We'll need to get that on Amazon. Maybe a little Amazon one. Do you have a wireless mic? Gear for music. You don't need a wireless mic. <laughs> a wireless mic. I'll do live on Oh, we're going to try. 
Um, sorry, yeah. So you, um, you knew Maybe them. Maybe you were. So you knew them. And yeah, they were friends of mine, uh, and then they they actually got they, they were they were doing really well, and they you know playing lots of UK shows, and I would go and do some of those gigs like sound wise, but then they got some gigs in Japan, and I was like, okay, this is no way. I turn up for the books, cool, let's go to Japan, and they couldn't afford to fly me, but I was like, there's no way I'm not going. Yeah. So I bought a ticket and went with them. We did four shows in in and around Shibuya. That was. And insane, like yeah. I just love going on tours. Yeah. <laughs> did they? Did they have a fan base there, or yeah, was it more like, tours? Because like, they had such a really good internet presence. Oh, like, right. Like, they, like, like you guys, Jesus. Uh, oh, all those they, fans they, they we have. <laughs> kind of similar, I guess, but before all of this internet yeah. in this day and age, whereas it was just it's kind of saturated like saturated, now, isn't it? Like, well, maybe, yeah. But I don't know what what, what was it called. I just said it, Spot, not Spotify. Um, MySpace? No. Last FM, that's what they were on, sorry. They Last had FM. A million fellas on Last FM. Last FM? Yeah. I think it was on, on Xbox 360. I think it had Last FM on it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's been about yeah, <coughs> 10 years ago, I remember. It was sort of in the middle ground between, from MySpace to Facebook, and I don't know, it was all. Yeah. So I remember my spin. You kind of took the risk then, or not the risk. You were like, right, this is a great opportunity. I love what I'm doing. Um, I want to. I, I cannot miss this. Would you say that's kind of like? To me, that seems like a really great attitude at that stage. Would you say for any prodigy sound engineers, guys who want to get into it, <laughs> like you just have to take don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> you just have, don't do it. But like, because we were trying to you and he was, he was kind Your of... Your mum like, will never forgive you. <laughs> he kind of had the attitude of like, say yes and just make it happen and like doors will open. And one thing, it's like that movie, what is it with Jim Carrey? Yes, man. Yes, man. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, I thought it was a great for the movie, but it just kind of like that. Would you say it off the back of that and more doors open? Yeah, probably, yeah. So it was worth playing ticket? Yeah, it was totally worth it. Uh, I used to be insanely worried about not having enough money, not being able to make rent or whatever. But, I don't know, like the idea of just working and doing sound overrided that. (laughs) That's what it's all about. It's like (coughs) that foundation of just loving it. I think if I was absolutely awful at it, someone might have intervened and said, hey, you should probably go back to your day job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, getting out of the call centre that I used to work in. Oh, and serious. quitting that, finally. But that, that's when I met, um, and so watching from afar, the, the boys from Tyne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did, did you meet them? Because you, you moved from England over to the North Coast. Mm-hmm. So did you move because of Ensoil watching from afar, or did you just move yeah. there? Um, Basically, that band, Maybe She Will, they were instrumental, and so was she from far instrumental. Right. They did a lot of shows together. I who ended up, who? Uh, they were double headlines, so okay. they were like, you know, flip-flop each day, there'd be one with headline and the other. Um, but I was kind of mixing both, and then we were doing tours in vans around Ireland and the UK, and I was on both, doing sound for both bands. And then they kind of stole me, and I kind of went with them, so was she after that, because I moved over here. Um, so it made sense to just do them and then they kind of skyrocketed into doing all the festival touring that they did and at this point were they what sort of like t- what sort of tours were they doing what sort of size rooms um, was there a bit of a risk there like I mean yeah maybe I mean that, maybe she will and, and so what she tours were 
small rooms. They, they were all two to four hundred cap. Um, but the two bands, because they were both so good, and they would pull plenty of people for all yeah, the yeah, shows. Yeah. It was a, it was a, they were always that fun. That sounds so exciting. Like, like that sounds yeah. so exciting. And there was a lot of cool stuff back here in Belfast. In the day, uh, there was a band fighting with wire, yeah, and yeah. so Watchy and the Faro, and there was another band. Uh, and they, they were they were doing all these. <laughs> did you ever see the videos of them uh, doing all the? They all dressed up as wrestlers and did all these weird videos like, oh, to promote that. some shows. It, a lot is of them got on, taken down. YouTube? I think it is. A lot of it got taken down there. I think because like it was, I don't know, it's probably loads of copyright stuff now. But. Anyway, yeah, that was it. Was it was some good shit. Basically, there was a lot of cool gigs going on here. Yeah. Like, there was, what, what was the big festival thing? Uh, I'm terrible. I should have done some research and remembered all the names. We did Arctan Tangent recently. I saw that was last year, wasn't it? That was a massive uh, one. Arctan Tangent, yeah, 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 yeah. That was not like massive, but yeah, that was a bit, that's a bit later on. And wasn't it? 2000 Trees, in, uh, that's in England as well. That was uh, one that, and so watching. Oh, yeah, um, and maybe she will do as well. Like yeah. I don't think maybe she will together anymore, though. I think they split up. You were saying there, uh, like, this seems to be a recurring theme because we're, we're quite, you know, new to the whole scene and stuff. But, you know, I remember when I was a kid growing up, you know, there, there was a buzz with, like, local bands and, like, you know, I can remember my brother, who's not, like, a massive music, you know, scene type dude, would go to shows with his friends and see the likes of General Fiasco two-door cinema club, you know, Final Fire, all these bands. There was, like, a, there was like a buzz and a real scene Mm. Not like a yeah man, we're in a music scene. It was like we're students, we want to go have a fun night. Let's go and see this band that's playing this week. Mm-hmm. It was like a weekly thing, but it seems to have kind of disappeared. Um, would you say that? Because just from your chatting there, it's like you said there's such a great buzz. I kind of I get the impression that this buzz has left or something. It's like been replaced with. Yeah, maybe uh, to some extent. I don't know. It. I think there's a different buzz. There's, yeah. There, there are other things going on, like, um, I mean, going on from there, like from working with So Watchy, I ended up moving to Belfast, so I ended up working in the limelight a lot and working in Voodoo, and now working in Voodoo, I'm seeing lots more metal bands. Yeah. Like the James Loveday with the Distortion Project has brought, I don't know, like limelight. I had a lot of a lot of shows. There were a lot of uh, Saturday shows early shows like five o'clock doors shows. seriously yeah. that is early uh, and you know they'd be they'd be, it'd be, it'd be good well attended sometimes and then sometimes these ones in Voodoo recently have been really good too seriously like, Voodoo's a great venue yeah that, that PA was I showed the other night seeing the fuse uh, you were actually doing sound mm-hmm. I, I thought the sound was absolutely class mm. thank you that, and the PA <laughs> that PA come from Italy I was chatting to Paul O'Shaughnessy he uh, I've no idea. Uh, it's yeah, it's made by RCF. Yeah, he said he got it from some dude in Italy and like shipped it over or something. But yeah. Um, but yeah, um, metal bands seem to be doing quite well in mm. well, not like they just there seems to be a good thriving metal scene in Belfast, the, the, particularly in Voodoo. The, there's the Bloodstocks, um, the Bloodstock uh, heats at the moment for the Battle of the Bands things. So, yeah, but it, it it's creating a good buzz for um. No, I think it's just the structure of the night. Like you basically have maybe four bands, and then they all have to stick around and yeah. watch each other because they got the results at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. And they get like the winner gets a slot then. 
Uh, in Bloodstock Festival, yeah. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Is it a good stall or is it like a... Like, <laughs> like first on or like, like a casino? Muddy tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like yeah. like coffee tent. Coffee tent. A 50 cap coffee tent. <laughs> the juicing tent. To be fair, if it's, if it's a good... There was some... The, the, there was a tent... There was a tent... It was literally probably 100 people at festival and we we just didn't leave it because they were all just nuts bands they're all Seriously. like scar bands and like just these yeah. lunatic bands and like i was like i would give anything to play on that stage yeah. let alone like you know but because like the biggest stages if they're not like really that filled up you kind of people just kind of go and then leave yeah but those that you want to pass you just hear like hey, oh, 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 yeah. oh, hey. and everyone course. turns around and goes, what's that and then you can't even get in and yeah. oh it's just I, like more buzz, like, yeah. I think if it's a small tent, it's just got to be unbelievably small. Like, just just stupid. Yeah. Like a cave. Cave. <laughs> cave would be good. A cave? A cave, yeah. There's the, there's the, what's it called? Went to Tomorrowland in 2014. Mm. That was unbelievable. But they, they one of their stages is, is an underground cave. This is called the Rave Cave. Manufactured cave? You can only get, uh, probably, yeah. You can only get like 100 people in it. That's but no, dug into the, the, the ground though. Like it's, that sounds amazing. Yeah, like 100 people always overflowing just because people like want to. Yeah, some cracking through the fire. Festival, yeah, like, <laughs> no exit doors in there. Like, just stop, stop, eat. Like. But uh, yeah, so, uh, by, we keep on the rambles of the uh, case. <laughs> so yeah, um, so you moved to Belfast and so I watched from far. They toured like mad. Yeah, we did a lot of touring. And it was fun. And I was living in Port Stewart at the time, so. Uh, that's potentially where some of my accent has come from. Yeah. <laughs> Mixing English with Bodge Dart. Well, Ulster Scots. I can't do it anymore. I've <laughs> lived there so long. Do you know any Ulster Scots? <laughs> uh, no, my, my uncle is Scottish, but that's about it. Yeah, really? you know <laughs> that's probably Scots? completely. It is a language, Ulster Scots. <laughs> yes, I was Well, how are you doing? Yeah, I, th- I think I know some of it. It's like, hello, how are you? It's like, you know, well, hey, you old, are you? Or, you know, like, um, you know, please get away from me. It's like, you know, get the fuck. It's like, <laughs> The most ridiculous thing. It's the most ridiculous dialect. It doesn't really exist, but I, the fast um, talking is great though. I enjoy the fast talking. Yes, it's just sped up talking with a bit more mumbling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like so, we're chatting to you and so um, you and Farage was our first episode. We're chatting about it. So I watched you from afar, and he was saying, you know, like at the start they played because he was with Axis of supporting them, mm-hmm. and they played some really, you know, quite empty rooms and stuff, and it's like. How did they, in your opinion, keep building and building? Did it just start off? They, they, they made those five people in that room fall in love with them. They brought friends the next time, the next time, the next time. It just built so organically like that. Yeah, definitely built from work. that. Yeah. Definitely hard work. And all of these things, yeah. Because uh, anyone I've spoken to, like, we've, I've kind of like tried to suck the brains of you know, anyone that's kind of doing well. And it, what everyone said to me is those guys, plain and simply, just got the sleeves rolled up and worked. Yeah. And they're very good. And I was like, that seems to be the recipe. Roll the sleeves up, but then be smart about various things like that, like getting a good support here and there as well. You've got to do your nice headline shows, but you've also got to get that tasty support slot with, I don't know, they play with Battles and uh, some other really cool bands. Like, I don't know, they did a lot of shit. And you can see the results from that? like play with them, Crooked Vultures, uh, which is Josh Harm and... Uh, Dave Grohl and your man from uh, Led Zeppelin was his name. That's bad. How did you get that? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember actually. <laughs> it was a while ago. But that's massive. They were huge those shows. Like, but that—that's what I mean. Like, that was that—that's a brilliant support slot. Yeah. But the, and they were 
put into the mix and they were selected by yeah. the band. So yeah. they were selected from, a, I don't know, probably hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> <Many> thousands. It's <laughs> like people kind of get this idea nowadays where it's like, I'm not saying this is the case with all artists, but we kind of think that with you know Spotify and, and the internet and stuff, you kind of can get away with not touring and you know, trying to fill 100 caps and stuff like that. I think it's there's something to be said for that old school way of doing it and striking the balance of you know looking at the internet and how do you utilize promoting and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. It's like you gotta look at both worlds. I think bands are maybe missing that old school trick of just working their ass off, getting a fan and sucking up. Yeah. You know. Well, they definitely had lots of bands. <laughs> That's the way, the way uh, we're, weirdly one of my, my my heavy project. My my heavy band is called Seven tons of beard that's great it's, uh, and it sounds it's, like a craft beer <laughs> yeah right well, we've, we've tried to get 7.5% of beer made 7.5% oh, oh of beer <laughs> uh, no, and no the crazy no one's taking me up on it again. Again. <laughs> uh, but yeah they had lots of different bands uh, and one of them was a 7.5 ton vehicle hence why the band name came up 7.5 <laughs> tons big barrier Mercedes. Mm. Mercedes. Leather seats and all. It TVs had, the it, back of the it head. Did, it did. It was actually from it was an ex Crossland bus. Oh it right. had um it, it had TVs and it had bunks, it had fold down bunks, oh, it had yeah. bunks up the back, it had a gear compartment, it was great. So hold on. <laughs> what like so it was awful. Was this a van or a bus? It was kind of a cross between the two. You see that sounds great. A school bus size or like smaller? No, it, yeah, kind of school bus size. Uh but uh it was long wheelbase. I don't know. It was big. It was a beast. Don't Could one of did, did you ever drive? Did they ever drive it? Yeah. Or did, yeah, did what did the guys drive? Yeah. yeah. They drove drove it themselves. Yeah. That's another thing that's so tricky for bands. It's like we're all under twenty five, and for us to get a band sorted was like we were very lucky. Like you know, um, you know Matthew's dad kind of helped us out getting a band and stuff. We're so lucky getting it. But yeah. if we didn't have that support. I don't know how we would have done it. Do you know what I mean? Well, what you do is you buy a piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> and then it drains you yeah. for the rest of your life yeah. <laughs> until you sell it and crush it into a can size. Yeah, <laughs> but even like you know, even for those days we did recently, like it's a good van we have, and it's like simple things like air conditioner. You know, just just make it so much more pleasant, and it's like the tour is enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It's like one one of the first vans and so what you had was a uh, it was an old Riot van, I think, from uh-huh. from Belfast with the white, and it, I think it had the um, what cannon things still on. Seriously, <laughs> it but the, the the heater got stuck on, and we were going to Puckle Pop Festival in no Belgium. And we're, it's the middle of summer, and no. we're driving down the road and we're all topless because no. we're all sweating because the heater is just like, oh. ah. That's awful. That's like, have you ever seen Ace Ventura when he's in the rhino? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. Have you seen that? Yeah, 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 I think you were talking about them hanging out the window to drive. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Just sweat pouring off here. We haven't even gone to the festival yet. Driving through Belgium in the height of summer is bad enough mm-hmm. without the heating being on full blast like <laughs> so Dear me. um and where where did um is seven and a half tons of beard still running is that are you is yeah, that still one of your main really, projects we actually have a gig coming up <laughs> we need to do some practice for it but where's the do show? some plugging plug in the voodoo. gig in voodoo. In voodoo, yeah on the 23rd of march <laughs> 23rd of march voodoo there we go. that's gonna be nuts 
That's going to be absolutely not. We're playing with slum addicts as well. They're, they're heavy hitters. <laughs> we hit hard. <laughs> That'll be great. 23rd of March. Excellent. Oh. At Voodoo Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a great venue with great beer, great people. It is a, it's a very interesting place, Voodoo. I remember, like, that was our first show as Hunt Fabulous Voodoo. And I remember going in there and it felt like, uh, in a great way, it felt like the opening scene of School of Rock. Like, but in a great way, and then like the end scene of School of Rock, it was like a really good professional ve- re- venue, uh, but had this cool, like, I don't know, everyone's just so interesting. There's some characters in there, like, characters. <laughs> some characters. Amazing characters. Amazing. And then you, so you, you played in Axis Hope as well, then? I did play next to them. you. I did. That was great fun. We did. Um, they, well, they they released the Midbrain that album, uh, and I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. And I, uh, the drummer at the time left. He didn't want to do the touring, I believe. I didn't <laughs> want to. Say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm Sorry, the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> that was slightly condescending. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think people get um, some people. It's, it's not for everyone. Touring. It isn't for everyone. Yeah. I love it. Like I think it's it, there's a awesome. lot of, there's a lot of shit aspects to like I don't know much about it. We've te- we've uh, tried it briefly, you know, like twelve days, fourteen days. And there's a lot of it that's pretty shit, like waking up hungover being the number one huge battle to get through. And then trying to sleep. And you yeah, but yeah. That's the the body clock just completely resets to mm. And you become dependent on hummus, because hummus everywhere. <laughs> and you come home and you're like, I'm, I'm just eating hummus. Yeah, Batters of meat and cheese. <laughs> yeah. That's nice, I like that. I, like I do like that, yeah. It's, it's, such, it's such a morale booster. <laughs> Sandwiches again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grow something hot in the please. Be nice, have a bit of warmth in my mouth. But, um, so Axis Hold then, where, what sort of stuff do you get up to with them? So, I, whenever I join a band, I will rehearse myself for ages okay. I rehearsed the life out of it and I, I knew play along with tracks yeah I would just like jam um, and I was doing quite a lot of sound stuff at this point because I'm way into doing big shows in the limelight and stuff so I really, I'm really getting into like the use of in-ears like we were talking about yeah so I ended up doing my own in-ears and basically had a setup that was very easily pluggable into any gig if you know what I mean so yeah as a band, Axis Elf would just go right in front of the main headline and then get off really quickly. So we were almost like the ideal band to yeah. play some of the shows. Do you feel like that kind of opened doors up there? I think it was just made things so much easier. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for a lot of other bands, that's something that's maybe a little bit out of reach without my knowledge of it, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know, it's pretty easy to work out as well. Then at the end of the day, it's just been smart. Like you've got to get on quick if you're a support band, and you got to get off quick. Yeah. If you're, you, you can't hold up a band at any point yeah. if you're supporting, because you're supporting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we we, we 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 did a couple of tours. Uh, we we did a tour where it was us headlining. We did a load of shows in Europe and did the van thing and went everywhere. And then we got uh, a bus tour with Mr. Paul Clegg. Excellent. Um, Supporting Frank Aero and the Patience, I think Patience, it was then. It's not the Leathernecks, is that the name of it? Frank Aero and the Leathernecks? I think that's another project that he has. No, I, I can't remember what the name is. 
Does he tour under these different names, or is so it, it's Frank Era? Your four projects and it's leaving. So it's Frank Era and the yeah, he did. He, it's Frank, Frank Era and the Patience. I think was the first one. I think wasn't it? No, yeah, Patience. I feel like and the then patience. there's the Celebration. I can't remember. No, Celebration was the first one. <laughs> I thought on, Patience on, was his current one. Too many names. <laughs> I think it's Franger and Patience at the minute. I think yes, that's his latest I think one. It was Franger and the Celebration when we were doing that as well. Right, right, right. Um, and then he has another project called Death Spells, and uh, he does a few other things. Uh, and I think yeah, he's got a new one coming up. Anyway, uh, <coughs> we toured that tour. Uh, that was that was all over England, and then some dates in Europe, uh, and they were just fantastic. I have never played to so many people. Seriously. Because Frank Era has such a following, uh, every show was packed. We were first on, but the place was packed. Yeah. And it was what sort of venues were you, were you doing? Um, they were all, it was the, like the O2s in, in England, like Oxford O2 and uh, some, some bigger ones. That's fantastic. Uh, they were great fun. <laughs> I had so much fun on that tour. Because <laughs> you know yourself, it's nice to play to people. Yes. <laughs> people are great. You do a lot oh. of shows. All oh, their class. I, I, as a sound engineer, I call them blood bags. <laughs> <laughs> they soak up the sound. They're beautiful. Blood bags. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then through, through that Frank and through Axel and through that Frank, so you, you started moving on with Gold Modelo and, and the Bronx. Yeah. Well, I ended up doing a lot of work uh, loading every day. So I would be packing the van. Uh, and I kind of got noticed, I think, for... The muscles? Aye, no, insane muscles. Sheer mass, muscle mass. Sheer belly. Good body fat, this guy, get him on the next year. He's got some yeah. girl. Comes by, with a, comes by with a cane and is like, hitting hit, hit the, sh- the shoulders here. <laughs> you line up, that's the size Stand of boss. Stand up straight, boy. He's got like, under the chin. Like, oh, that's, that's a slavery joke, that's horrible. Oh, is this a slavery joke? That's that's essentially. Well, gladiator, maybe gladiator, that's for slave stuff. Not a slave, but. yeah. We'll, cu- we'll cut this some gladiator footage just to keep everything. Elysium, do the Elysium shot him off the field. Do it by the field. He's dead. So, yeah. <laughs> so you got picked up for... And then, yeah, I picked up for Goggle. Uh, Goggle Badella. What was that like? Crazy. The craziest <laughs> thing I've ever done. Like, They're mad. <laughs> basically, that was insane. Like, uh, they, they said, oh, you want to do this tour doing monitors for Goggle Badella? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. First show was in uh, Cape Town. South Africa. I had to fly to Germany and meet them all for the first time in Germany and then fly to Cape Town no and way. then do a show on a beach. Oh, it was crazy. Was that amazing? Yeah, it was awesome. But like I was just like spinning around in my head. Like The first show was 4,000 people and there was a weird pool in front of the stage and all. Like, there were people in the pool. A swimming pool? Yeah. Really oh, weird. Like, you couldn't ride it. And then the second show was headlining a festival in the desert in Johannesburg, uh, 80,000 people main that stage. It is absolutely insane. 80,000? That was my second show for them. <laughs> so surely you were just in awe at that yeah, point. Yeah, well, I had to wear a dust mask. I was going to say, it was really dusty. In the, in the, oh, in like the desert. That would have been horrible. And all the Fish gear and stuff, how did they stop it from wrecking the gear? I, I have no idea. Like, it's a wonder the desk worked. Yeah. It's all digital and yeah. covered in dust. Like, crazy. Great fun. That's insane. <laughs> And then back to Europe um, to do uh, a whole festival season with them, starting in Ziggit Festival, which was another 80,000 cap job. And Crazy. you were also on a bus then for this? 
two buses. Two buses. Band had a bus and the crew had a bus. Right, tell and, me what that was. And there was a scene. truck. <laughs> what? There was a truck as well. Seriously? So three three vehicles on that day, yeah. That was good. Was that apeshit? Uh, <laughs> our bus was lovely. <laughs> The band bus was probably band bus was probably a mess, but we were we were living the dream in that bus. Were you guys? Did you want to be kind of like semi professional about it, or were you slaying the bus away? Goggle Badella were very professional. Seriously, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of drinking, but there's also a lot of working. Yeah, (laughs) there's distinctive. Because you see, usually on stage, and you're like that man is in a very great way, insane. He's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they actually offered us the American tour uh, in a few weeks from now, but we, uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't do it just for visa reasons and stuff. But how we, we sent Eugene a video, because mm. um, our manager used to manage Good. it. And, uh, sure it was just us doing crazy things, you know? It's like, and he, yeah, he kind of was like, cool man, you know, come, come play with us. But, um, so there's a professional side then, kind of, to... Oh, I don't know about the band side, uh, but the, as far as the crew, yeah. Oh, as far as the crew, yeah, right, right. right. So the band just do their own thing, like that one yeah, on stage. Yeah, I, I think I went on their bus once or twice. No, right. They're crazy. Seriously, <laughs> the whole band partying. Oh. Because um, you are definitely a party animal. Like, no about it. I rate you highly on the, on the booze on the scale. Yeah. But it's like, if that's freaking you out, there must have been. Sure, there's plenty of drinking on tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, Goggle and then the Bronx was the next one? Yeah, Bronx and Mariachi are Bronx. And that's, that's where you're at now, aren't you? Yes. Just come off. When, when did you return? I'm meeting you guys in that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll need to take you with us. Mm-hmm. When we're. <laughs> Yes, on those all those huge tours we've got booked coming up. Huge tour, Japan, yeah, we've got some Japan dates. Cool. I love playing Japan. Japan, I think, is on my. I think if we play Japan, I'll be happy. Do I'll make sure we are. I could call it a day after Japan. You reckon? Oh, that would be. Well, firstly, it would, it would warrant going to Japan, so therefore we must be doing something right. So obviously, I wouldn't call it a day. Well, the but, crowd's good crack. Oh, the Japan. There's such like a. The Japanese have like built their own sort of Western culture, but it's not. It's not like they've copied America. But they're just like big skate scene in Japan, big Seriously? big snow and ski, big ski and snowball scene. Since I was there, it was many many years ago. But now though, yeah, uh, I enjoyed every second of that one. I I tell you the place I enjoyed most though was Russia. Seriously, Russia. I always get told off for saying Russia wrong. I say Russia, Russia with an R. Russia, 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 Russia. Who did you go there with? And so I watch you from afar. Oh. Twice actually, that was good. They were both. They're some of the the best fans I've ever seen in my life. Like gigs, like they were so up for it. Yeah. Like best place ever. Because they like so highly recommended. I suppose they're kind of craving like Western, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bands. Like, we we went deep. We went we went as far as nearly Kazakhstan. Like Kazakhstan. Like, <laughs> deep into Russia here. They must go fucking nuts. Yeah. Like they they would like and so I watch you from afar blow most people's minds. But like you imagine you're out there, and you know. You're not. You don't see fucking rock bands really mm-hmm. that aren't singing in like broken English. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Maybe some of the best shows I've mixed. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not sound wise. Some of the PA's were terrible. Seriously. <laughs> but you know, it was the Kazakhstan. Kazakhstani made. L ninety one. Oh, that's a weapon. We, we, we went to a place called. Um, yeah, it's the year fifth. Oh, Sumatra, I think it was. I may have pronounced that wrong, but there was snow drifts 
like high in my hair outside, oh. driving through that stuff on the yeah. way in. You're yeah. just basically driving through where you think the road is. Yeah. <laughs> so did, you, did you guys drive pretty much? Uh, we, we for Russia we had um, we we all flew in, which is another nightmare for bands is uh, excess baggage. <laughs> yeah. Bring amps and all that stuff then. No, no, no. They just they they, they hired um, amps there, so drums and that backline were all hired but they yeah. bring pedals and guitars and drum breakables and all that kind of car but you you start to add up some serious excess baggage charges in a band go yeah. through airports but no the, the, the guys that booked the tour in russia had um russian speaking tour manager i guess um a driver and a beast of a van you know when you have like on the back of a car it says like TDI or something. Yeah. And maybe sometimes the eye's red. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's got like yeah. a bit of injection. <laughs> <laughs> These were like blocked out full in red. With oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This thing was built like a tank. <laughs> and like the roads would go from being amazing to being literally like potholes and yeah. you'd be sleeping and you'd be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm awake again. Oh God, we're still in Russia. <laughs> like, and then Kazakhstan. I, I wish you said that you've gone to Kazakhstan with Gorko Bordello. Uh, well, that would just, they just would go nuts there. Well, that's near, near hometown territory for some of them. It is yeah. it actually. Yeah, the front, like, your man's from Ukraine, isn't he? Eugene. Yeah, Eugene's from Ukraine and uh, there's two Russian uh, members, or three Russian members, the, the violin player, the um, accordion player and the guitarist. Yeah. And then there's a guy from Ethiopia. From Ecuador, I think. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, and then there was. There's so many. Of them. I was, such a big. When I was working with them, there was a girl from Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing. She was the best one. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So the last tour then was the Bronx. I remember you were away. Mm-hmm. That looked incredible. You have a fantastic Instagram. I must say, your Instagram <laughs> is exceptional. The stories are on point. Mm. One of the most memorable Instagram things I've ever seen was the taxi. Oh god, drinking journey. Tell me what, what happened there. Drinking journey, yeah. <laughs> have you seen this? I don't think I have seen it. Uh, so a friend of mine, this is totally unrelated to music. Yeah. <laughs> friend of mine uh, was doing the a pint in every county or not in Ireland, so uh, he'd got most of them done already, and I think I'm going to continue it now and do the rest of them. I, I haven't done them all. Oh, you haven't done thirty two. No, I I got a fair few done there. Yeah. <laughs> But we decided to go, uh, a friend of mine used to work in Vonacab in Belfast, so he borrowed a taxi. Yeah. And of course, me being me, I had to put the meter on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. I thought that. No, you see, what happened was, I thought, I was like, Andy's lost his mind. Uh, That's so, what I thought, because the fare pumped like 870 pounds. And he was Instagramming it, it was pint of Guinness in the next county, thousand euro or whatever. I was, like, I was like, shit, Andy's lost it. He's just lost his mind. Because you come back to that Bronx trip. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he's craving to get back on the bus. He's like, this is it, it's happened. Yeah, I, I had about four or five messages from people saying, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> are you paying for I'm that? having the time of my life. Everything's all right. Yeah. Guinness is amazing. I was, actually. It was awesome. Set up a Patreon halfway around to get it, <laughs> get it funded. <laughs> yeah, I'm in really deep here, Lance. I need a... <laughs> Yeah, anything get, you can spare. You can get a fleet of the Guinness quality team vans and go around in the big convoy. I'd love to do that. The only problem is the drinking and driving thing is you can't mix these things. Yeah, it's, <laughs> fr- it's frowned upon, isn't it? We need yeah. a driver. frowned upon. Frowned upon. We had a dedicated driver for that. You see. I think there's such a taboo about drink driving. Like, <laughs> what's the taboo about? Well, like seriously, 
Now I just, it's awful. It does, it does. Never drink drive. I have zero respect for that. So, uh, what's what's on the horizon for Andy Kells this year? Let's go for a pee. Well, we're about we're about to finish up. So, you, okay, can you can you hold it? No. no. <laughs> so what, what's on the horizon for Andy Coles this year? Uh, I don't know. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to do? Is there any band you really want to work with, or anyone you really? I'm excited for playing the Hornets. Um, yeah. Uh, I haven't done enough playing for a while, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to get back doing something like that. And uh, I can, I guess, with Hornets. Loosely speaking, I've gone full circle and back to a bass instrument. Yeah. Lewis used to play the tuba. So oh, well, there we are. At the root of it. And the life story's brought, brought us back here. There it is. Yeah. And um, this this will probably be out long after you do our voodoo show on a, mm. on this coming Thursday. No for more. Handy Cole's found dead upon <laughs> upon release of this uh, podcast. Hard. That's the whole point. That's the whole marketing he was strategy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it should, it should be fun next week. We're uh, looking forward to, to ripping it up with you again. Yeah. It'll be great to have you up. Um, and you haven't played in the new video yet. So. We, 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 we did. We did with... Um, oh, you have? The Emerald Armada, yeah. We did a wee sports slot. Yeah. But I, I don't think... It was probably... That was very early. So yeah. I feel like... I feel yeah. like there might be, you know... You know, it's, it's been... You've broken yourself in, and uh, the lights you got. It's had a year testing, yeah. Yeah, those sounded so good. Those lights, the lights, like unbelievable. It felt like it sounded like balsonic. Do you know what I mean? It felt like a big, massive, open air thing. I don't know why it was. It's like. So we, uh, this obviously being episode two, this is still very early, but we're gonna do uh, Desert Island Disc. So, like one album, but then after that, two bands you're you're listening to at the minute that you really. Oh, wow. I think people deserve to know. Desert Island album. Yep. Uh, it's gonna have to be Deftones. <laughs> um, maybe Deftones or well, uh, I do like I do like my Limp Bizkit as well. I'm afraid that's do terrible, you? right? Do you? <laughs> I love Limp Bizkit. I find they're amazing live. Yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I could go on a desert island without one of those two. Like the Mission Impossible thing, too. <laughs> like, come on. Like, no, like yeah, seriously, I, I must explain that like, like Limp is is insanely bad. Like, it's awful. It's not awful. It's great, but it's awesome as well. <laughs> For the riffs and the guitarist, it's probably the best guitarist. No, I fucking think he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Best born. No, but Deftones probably. Yeah, let's, and let's then take Deftones. <laughs> and then who are you? Who are you listening to him at the minute? He listens to oh, a lot of too. I listen right? to some weird stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I, I've been listening to a lot of soundtracks recently. That's oh, really? boring. No, no, not at all. <laughs> which, which, what soundtracks are you listening? I, I, I'm a sucker for piano music actually. So um, a lot of uh, weird. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love weird shit, right? You got to play weird stuff. Very good. And uh, piano. <laughs> Andy Crazy Eye Coles is in the piano music. It's the cra- have you invented the crazy eye? Or is this, yeah, I've preferred Andy. Oh no, I sorry. like it. Keep I've preferred Andy as Crazy Eye Coles. <laughs> Rackman enough, actually. <laughs> what is it? Right. Rackman enough is the the, the ticket. <laughs> Very good. And uh, where can people find you? There's a chance for you to plug your 
your sound send them to your 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 music your website your uh, my, my, my Instagram's Captain Cold um, but it's private so fuck you it's <laughs> private <laughs> no no it's not at all like you can you can request a follow now. you can so, request uh, you're not I'll, I'll you're think about request. it <laughs> you might request and then do that I, I have a website uh, beardnoise.com beardnoise.com but I haven't updated it in ages and it looks like shit <laughs> Is your email address on there? Yeah. Any new bands in Belfast and new sound engineer, Andy's the man who will nurture you, he will love you, he will make you sound great, and he'll give you 70% discount <laughs> through this code here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Oh, that's right, I'm joking. You'll charge But yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Andy. This has been a, a true pleasure. You're a, you're a great friend of the band, and this. Uh, mm. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the leap with this uh, ridiculous uh, ex- experiment. I'm not looking forward to hearing my voice. No, I don't no Andy. Genuinely, thank you, and thank you for everything. You know, you've shown us a lot in the last year, and we've all learned a lot, and you've made us sound good, really good, and brilliant. And you've been very supportive. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening. That was episode two with our good friend Andy Collins. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Andy's certainly travelled about, had his fair share of crack, he's played many bands, and uh, great to have him on. Thank you to Andy. And uh, we look forward to our show on Thursday yeah. uh, with Andy doing sound. He has a couple of shows coming up, I think we already mentioned it, so we'll just ride it here when the, when the show is with uh, seven and a half tons of beer. Yeah. So thank you. And as ever, whatever you're finding this on, um, Leave us a uh, subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Leave us a little uh, a little review on the podcast store. Uh, you know, if you liked it, tell us. If you hated it, um, you can email westernrc at googlemail.jazz. It's not googlemail, but yes. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, and we hope we weren't too insufferable during that entire thing. So. Thank you. Bye. Bye.